From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey and Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up, presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 10 in the National Football League. We are recording this on Saturday, November 14th at 4 p.m. during the Masters because I do not want to do a show during the final round of the Masters. So if we pontificate about your team, if we extol its virtues and then somebody tests positive for COVID and they don't perform, uh, that's why you can render whatever we say uh, uh, moot. But for right now, Luke Morrow, you are here and you are ready and you are ready to help me with this show, right? Oh, always. Absolutely. Team for the win. Let's start with the team that has won the bye week, and that is the New York Jets. You know why, Luke Morrow? Why is that? I've heard nothing about the Jets this week. Yeah, that's a victory. No news is good news. Yes. After a stupid performance on Monday where you go up big and you can't hold the lead in the fourth quarter. Hello. The curse of Bill Belichick reigns. It still lives. It still lives. Still lives. You may disagree. Personally, I thought that was the best case scenario for a Jets fan because you got the intrigue of having a close game where you're in the fourth quarter leading and you get some of that uh, consternation and get to feel what it's like to be a fan again, cheering in the fourth quarter, but then in the end, you lose the game, and that's probably what's best for the team long term. So I thought, you know, for a team that maybe for a fan base that maybe wants to tank or lose, uh, you may disagree. I thought that was the best-case scenario. You had three and a half interesting quarters, almost full four good quarters, and then in the end, you lose anyways. Have I ever told the 1-15 in 15 story on this podcast? I don't think so. What? No, I don't think so. 1996, I'm in third grade. My teacher is a diehard Jets fan. Whenever the Jets would win, you would have no homework on Mondays. The Jets, I, the Jets record that year was 1-15. That's brutal. <laughs> the first part is, of course, because I imagine if it was anything like the elementary school I went to, it was just that you had that teacher for that one year. So you were the other exactly. class. Yes, that of all years that I try to take advantage of that opportunity, uh, yeah, that's, that's rough. That, adds, uh, that just makes that terrible season even worse. I posted this on Facebook this week, and a ton of people were like, I remember this. And there's people I hadn't heard from in years. The postscript to this is, uh, if you remember, the 98 Jets were really good. Um, with Bill Parcells coaching, and they went into Denver in the AFC Championship game and lost behind uh, uh, John Elway and, and, and Terrell Davis. The postscript is that that team won too many games. And my dad, who was a math major, she approached my dad. She called. Uh, she asked me permission to call home. And I said, sure, because I was no longer her student. And um, he had to devise a formula for her, uh, uh, for the Jets, where if they scored above a certain level, there was no homework. But if not, there, you had homework just because they were not losing enough games to make it work. <laughs> hey, that's every kid's dream. Yes, what a concept. What a concept. Speaking of wins, your Vikings won a game, and you play on Monday night versus Chicago. Um, you're 3-5. and five. What are your hopes right now? 
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it's like, uh, you know, the classic line from The Godfather, where just where I thought I was out, they're pulling me back in because I had already turned my attention to the future. I figured, all right, let's get a top 10 draft pick. Uh, maybe we could get ourselves a quarterback in the draft for the future. Then they win these back-to-back games, and, you know, they win two divisional games, and the defense looks much better. The team, Alvin Cook is, is playing fantastic, and you're thinking, well, now they're 3-5, and five, and you look at their schedule, they very easily could, I'm not saying they will, but they, they could win their next four games. They probably should win three of the four games, and uh, suddenly that would put you at, you know, 500 and right back in the playoff race. But at the end of the day, even though this team's been playing well just the last two weeks, small sample size, do I think this team can go win in the Super Bowl? No, I don't. So at the end of the day, I guess it is bet to just, you know, lose for the draft pick. But with that said, as a fan, it, no matter the circumstances, it's always hard to root against your team, just like the Jets this year, I'm sure. So, you know, I hope the Vikings keep this up. At this point, go make the playoffs. Let's make something happen. In terms of Monday night against the Bears, though, it'd be classic Vikings. Just when you're feeling good, this is when they let you down, and they always do on Monday night. Kirk Cousins, as we know, terrible on Monday night football. The Vikings have won three of their last 20 visits to Chicago. They always play terrible at Soldier Field for whatever reason. So I'm expecting a letdown for Minnesota. But if they do win Monday, now suddenly it's like, oh, back right back in the playoff race and the biggest things in the NFC, and it starts to get interesting for their second half of the season. How much talk has there been um, among Viking fans and in Vikings media about the expanded playoffs if the, if the NFL cannot complete the regular season? Because now that the owners have approved this and if the players approve it, you, um, you, know, you are only, you're currently two games out of the seventh wild card and the Bears are a half game back, so that would put you a game and a half back of the second wild card, and you face, um, uh, sorry, the uh, fourth wild card, and you face them this week. So, yeah, uh, how much has COVID nineteen come into the uh, discussion of Vikings media this week? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. If the Vikings win on Monday, then at worst they'll have the same amount of losses as all those teams. The Bears, the Niners, and the Lions would be the next closest to them. For all those teams, they'll be fighting for that eighth seed, and then suddenly, yeah, they, they'd be uh, very much uh, in the playoff picture. I personally, honestly, I haven't heard much uh, about that potential eighth spot. Um, we talked about it on on my show, and I had some people on the show cover the NFL, and it just seems to be. That obviously that's the contingency plan, so it's not some sort of guarantee. But in talking to many, the feeling is that you know that's Plan B, and obviously the last resort. And they they think that that will be the case. You know that 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 won't be a necessary plan because we will get through the season. Uh, so so we'll see. I would say you know you can't count on that eighth seed. Uh, playoff spot for obvious reasons because you don't know if, if, if that will actually be the case. But um, it's something that is just kind of, I guess, in the back of our minds right now because the hope and the belief is still, or the expectation is that you know we're still going to get through this year and move forward as normal as the, the seventh playoff team. Alright, we're going to throw out the script and do something a little different here. Carolina Tampa, will, will the Masters um, lose viewers to that game? I'll say yes, just because not even because the game, just because it is the NFL, uh, and so that's not the point yeah. of this exercise. I want to go one p.m. game by one p.m. game. Is this the reason the Masters may lose viewers tomorrow? Uh, 
That game, I'll say yes. Houston and Cleveland. No. Um, Washington football team and Detroit. No. Hold on a second. I'm recording a podcast here. So I'm I'm doing the sprint. Luke's with us. My parents came back with a plant. It appears. Sprint. Yes. Because it's not Sunday. How are they supposed to know that? Because I don't (laughs) want to do it during the Masters telecast. (laughs) And Luke doesn't want to. And and Luke doesn't want to wake up. You know, crack of dawn early in the morning. Me neither. That's right. And my mom's with you on this. Yes, absolutely. Um. This podcast is going crazy. Washington football team, Detroit. Whatever you said, I did not hear it. No. I said no. Okay. Green Bay and Jacksonville. For the the nation, I'll say no. Philly and the Giants, which could be for the NFC East title. That game, I'll say yes. Big enough fan bases and big cities, I'll say yes. Not for the average fan, though. All right, so now we are into the games that will happen after the conclusion of the Masters um, tomorrow. And at 4.05, Buffalo, Arizona, losing Josh Norman and three others due to COVID protocols hurts Buffalo. I also think that, that this Arizona team is getting underlooked at 5-3. and three. I think Arizona wins this game, Luke. I tend to agree. Uh, I actually said on my show last week that the Cardinals are the most underrated team, and then they went out and they lost at home to the Dolphins and made me look bad. But I think when you look at this game, you have the Bills, who are coming off the big win against Seattle. Cardinals lost at home against Tua in uh, his second start. And so, you know, you take the Cardinals here at maybe their lowest point in terms of the public opinion, and the Bills at their highest point. But now Buffalo has to fly cross-country, go up against Arizona. Buffalo has struggled against the run. You have a quarterback who can run the football as well as throw it. Kyler Murray will have opportunities. Uh, I think the Cardinals bounce back at home against the Bills. Don't be confused by last week against Seattle. Everybody has great offensive days against that Seahawks uh, secondary. Otherwise, the Bills, as we've talked on the show here the last couple of weeks, they were not impressive uh, in the way they won for the last month up until that Seattle game. So I do think the Cardinals bounce back. I think what we saw last week changes the public opinion that the expectation is Buffalo's going to come in here and win. But but you're actually, uh, I agree with you that Arizona's a little underlooked because that loss, Buffalo will be a little overrated because of that win. And I think Arizona wins. Speaking of Seattle, they face Los Angeles tomorrow, the Rams of Los Angeles, not the Chargers of Los Angeles. Um, six and two versus five and three Rams. Are the, are, are, the, are the Rams going the right direction, or is this a mirage? I feel like I was asking the same thing about the uh, Bears, and then they came back to life. Yeah, I, I think you could ask that about a lot of teams. I, uh, I, I think the amount of teams that we can trust or that are real legitimate, it's real small this year. I mean, even Seattle. Seattle, for as good as they are, their defense is just so bad that even with Russell Wilson, and even though they've scored like, the most points in the league, I don't know how much you can even trust Seattle. And so for the Rams, they have a good defense. This is one of those matchups that this is like the something's got to give type of game. Seahawks have a terrible defense, good offense, and on the flip side, the Rams have a top-10 defense this year, and, and Jared Goff has not played. Uh, very well at all for the Rams. So who's going to have the the opportunity? Uh, you know, is Goff in the offense going to get going against that bad defense? Can Russell do something against the Rams defense? 
Uh, but the Rams have, have an extra week to get ready for this game. They're at home. It's not a long, it's not, you know, it's not a very long trip, but they're at home. They're undefeated at home this year, even without a crowd. Uh, so it's not going to be an easy game for Seattle coming off the loss last week. Uh, but I don't, big picture, I don't buy into the Rams. I don't think Jared Goff is very good. I don't think the offense is good enough. They've played well, but I just can't trust that Rams team to, to go on and try to make a run in the postseason. They very well may beat Seattle. Uh, I think it's a tough matchup for the Seahawks this particular week. But the Rams are one of those teams that, despite their record, yeah, I would put them more in the Bears category. Uh, even like the Titans I'd throw in there. The teams with good records have looked good at times, but just I don't think they're uh, balanced enough for me to trust them. 49ers Saints. Um, the only reason I'm asking about this game is the impact of no fans in in the Superdome, and if you think that that might help San Francisco even without Jimmy G and all the other pieces they'll be missing. Yeah, it'll certainly help. Will it help enough? I don't know, but I mean, there's a reason why the Saints were trying so hard to get fans in their stadium to the point where they're talking about moving and playing, you know, at LSU or wherever just to be able to get fans. Uh, you know, it is a big loss, and we've seen this year home field advantage. It's not the same advantage it once was. The advantage more so is now just the, either the travel or really it's the COVID-related where you have to make a decision a day in advance of who you could bring or not. If you're the home team, you get an extra 24 hours to try to figure out your COVID situation if you're dealing with that and get players back out on the field. Whereas, for example, like Ben Roethlisberger, he's good to go, but say you know they needed 24 more hours, well, uh, you know if you're traveling, you lose out on that 24 hours. So I think that's where the advantage is, not so much the game itself for the crowd, and we've seen this year the home field advantage. Normally, home teams win about 60% of the games. Uh, last I checked, which was maybe two weeks ago, home teams were three games over 500 this year. It's been basically a coin flip. So, sure, it will help the Niners. Will it help them enough? I don't think so. I do think it will be a closer game than the Saints are favored by, like, 10. I think the Niners will keep it close. I think it will be a one-score game. I, I think people are getting uh, ahead of themselves with the Saints team just because of that impressive win last week against the Buccaneers. The Saints are another team uh, I'm not 100% sold on, but I do think they'll beat, uh, beat the Niners on the game. And if I'm not mistaken, Michael Thomas comes back this week for the Saints, right? Um, I believe so. So that should help as well. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. I know. What is your game of the weekend? You know, I'm going to say the Sunday night game. Uh, probably Seahawks-Rams, but I'm going to go Sunday night. Ravens-Patriots, because I think it's an intriguing matchup. This is, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. This is the last chance for the Patriots. And on the flip 